0: Dean Luggy, Dylan Weber here. Another edition of Riding Home. Dylan, let's just get right into what happened at practice today with the dogs. Uh, what'd you see?
1: Um. Well, I feel a lot of sweat right now. The the thermometer on my car says a hundred. Brutal, and I'm a
0: jeans. Yeah, it's hot, but um, no question.
1: I mean, you know, the quick quick note: is DJ Daniel was there today. Um, he didn't play on Saturday. Kirby said today it was a slight hamstring issue, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of an issue for him. Um, probably just a good break for him. Um, the, an interesting thing I saw today was Keiris Jackson was out there and participating in practice, and um, well, he had a club on his hand, and so he got one over-the-shoulder pass to him, and he just tried to try and catch it one-handed. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's pretty difficult to play receiver with one hand,
0: yeah.
1: And but he's going to go for it, it seems like.
0: You think he'll try to play this week? I, with one, I doubt it. With I, I don't see,
1: I doubt it. I think they probably just want in there just to still keep moving. Um, you know, maybe working on some scheme things. But yeah, there's there's no way they would play him with that.
0: You know, by the way, I've been I, discussing with people on dogpost.com, dot tcom about explosion and, uh, and talking about plays that were 25, uh, 25 yards or more. One of the guys that actually stands out there's there's only been about ten I think this um uh ten ten to twelve on offense this year so far, so not not a bunch but I mean
1: that's in two games
0: though i I know but um th- there's been three special teams that way, and two of them from Tyler Simmons and when you think about Tyler yeah. Simmons, he's not necessarily a guy you think immediately you're like, oh, you know um." this guy could take it to the house particularly part of what's going on here too is they're replacing two guys I'm thinking of immediately one in particular Miko Hardman and um, Ridley but I mean Miko could take it to the house at any moment and you know you also don't have Elijah back there at uh, at kickoff return
1: yeah I I mean Tyler Simmons I think has been a phenomenal punt returner honestly I mean he feels it well and he's And he he finds good holes. I mean, against Vanderbilt, I think he had two really good punt returns. Um, And that's kind of when he's been thrust into that role almost solely now. I mean, Dom Blaylock took a little bit last week. That's when Tyler Simmons came out with an injury. But without Kiaris, I think he was supposed to kind of help him hold that down. But, I mean, I don't know. I would say just keep giving to Tyler Simmons. Don't even let anyone else, uh, you know, rotate in with him there.
0: Well, Kiaris Jackson is definitely the person that you want in open space versus versus uh, Tyler Simmons. But at the same time, it's, it's hard to argue against um, results and the results from him have been very good. No question.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So today with it being so hot, I mean, you got guys who like the big guys, Do they seem to, to you in your mind when you're out there, do they seem to really struggle in the heat or do they just seem like they, the big guys always sort of move move slower than the I mean, fast guys.
1: It's hard for us to tell in the time we get, but right. you know you do hear Kirby talk about it, um, especially with some of the the younger guys. I think especially and younger guys from other parts of the country. If we're going to get really specific, I, I know a couple of years ago, I mean he talked about how much of a struggle it was for Isaiah Wilson uh, adjusting to this coming from Brooklyn, um, but I. I'm sure it it does catch up to them a little bit for this freshman, especially just the change in heat and how long you go out there for um, compared to what they did in the past. I mean, those guys are moving around at three hundred to three hundred forty pounds in the just dead heat.
0: Yeah, dude, isn't it hotter now than it was in in August?
1: Yeah. Oh my God, absolutely. I said, I said something I don't to get it.
0: To, uh, same here. I said. To something to from after the game and he was like no we had scrimmages that were this hot and that that may be true but most of the pra- I, they,
1: did, they did do scrimmages at like noon and
0: like one most of the practices this august were not nearly as hot as the ones from the past I, i'm just or it seemed hotter in years gone by i guess is maybe the way that i should put it but It doesn't seem overwhelmingly hot, but boy, here these last few days, it's gotten brutal. Brutal. Yeah,
1: it's been bad. What do you make Uh, of... Go ahead. I was just going to say, you can definitely see the big guys sweating a little more. They look a little glossier.
0: I did want to ask you real quick here. um, It's looking like the... Well, of course, don't skip ahead. Kirby said today during the press conference that no one was looking ahead essentially that I I don't think those were his exact words, but no one was looking towards Notre Dame, but
1: I think he almost said that exactly. I think he said no one in this building is focusing on Notre Dame right now.
0: Well, it, here's the thing though, something someone just posted this on, on the site. Um it looks like the face value for the Tennessee game could be as low as seventy five dollars a ticket. Uh
1: how many how many in Knoxville?
0: In Knoxville, yeah. How many Georgia fans do you think would be at that game if it if it stays in that ballpark? And then number two, I mean, I know it's supply and demand, and I, I get all that, but how stunning a thing would it be for Georgia fans to play pay as much as two hundred dollars a tickets a ticket and in low in the, in the lowest possible scenario at Vanderbilt and seventy five at Tennessee? I know it's almost triple the size, but you know still.
1: I mean, I. It's just kind of sad again for Tennessee, to that, that that fans wouldn't even want to go out to that game, that they would be willing to sell their tickets that low, to um, you know, watch a a game that has traditionally been a, a very good game. I mean, you just think about all the the classics they've had even this decade. They
0: just, they they yeah they have certainly well this decade you know Tennessee has been it's just been a rough century for Tennessee uh, they were on the cusp of a national championship in 2001 before um or at least playing for a national championship before Nick Saban upset them with LSU in the in the SEC championship game I mean that was Nick's second year in the league um a year later Tennessee was not the same really from the Nick Saban game on in 2001 they just haven't been the same and um they just—they haven't been. And they won the—they uh, won the East in four seven, and I think that's it. So it's—it's it's been a sputter failure. I mean, that, I mean, what do you
1: think? They're at their low point right now. This this century, even
0: it's pretty bad. They, I
1: thought it might have been with Butch Jones. I thought hiring Jerry Crew at least would have been, you know something a little more optimistic after that four and eight but like the loss to georgia state i i wonder if that was just the ultimate low point
0: were they four and eight last year does that shows how bad i,
1: mean, I thought they were i thought they were five and seven i, I can't
0: Basically. i can't even remember i'm going to look look at it right now if i can but i mean i can imagine i mean there's going to be a ton of georgia people out of the game one way or, the, or another or uh, yeah, they they were five and seven last year, four and eight the year before, back to back years of nine and four. But in this century, they've had one, t- 10 win seasons, and only eight, nine win seasons. It's just it's just not been good. You
1: know, Georgia fans, if they're going to go to that I, game, I said they eight. It's
0: really, it's really seven, actually nine win seasons. Sorry, go ahead, Dylan.
1: I was going to say, if Georgia fans, if they get enough people there, they should try and checkerboard it with red and black. That would be funny. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't get the whole state, but if you can even do like a quarter of the stadium, just do like one little checkerboard, that would be awesome.
0: You know, Johnny Major's time at Tennessee, particularly like from 87 on, um, th- Tennessee went from 1987 on, they had 10 win, 5 win. Eleven, nine, 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 and then Fulmer took over at that last nine. Sound like Herman Cain, and then obviously the glory years of Tennessee football from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety eight, where they won at what's looking like almost uh, forty five games, forty five games in four years. That's quite a bit, and that was quick math. That's that's very impressive. And then and then the SEC changed before it really changed. I mean, Nick Saban came in, Mark Rick came in, Alabama became. Not dysfunctional anymore. And when you saw that Georgia and Alabama both uh, became powers in their own right again, and lately with Clemson. I mean, Clemson hasn't been, you know, dribbling it off their foot since basically since the 2013 14 season. So they've had a good six years where instead of being second or third place in the Carolinas, you know, Clemson has been first or second. Tennessee used to own those areas. Used to own Asheville, Charlotte, the 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 tidelands in um, Tidewater, whatever it is in Virginia. I mean, the, the, that's that's the areas that they owned, and they they had a lot of success in Atlanta. But when you you look at it right now, Dylan, I mean, we we had this conversation this summer. It can go away, and the question is all. It always goes away. Actually, the question is how long will it take you to? get where you gotta go I mean how how, do, how long does it take you to get back and for Tennessee I mean it, it's taking a long time when you well, when you compare that to Georgia and just real quick for the listeners one they have twelve twelve 12 of their 18 seasons in this century have been 10 win seasons that's a lot of wins and yeah you know, that's with, that's with three different coaches. Only, the only eight win seasons came, three of the eight win seasons, so three of the uh, remaining uh, six, half of the time that they didn't get to ten wins, a uh, coach was either in his last year or his first year. Uh, and then obviously Mark Rick with an 8-5 and five in 2009, a 6-7 and seven in 2010, 8-5 in 2013, and they were 9-4 when they went to a brand new quarterback with Matthew Stafford in 2006. Mark Rick took Georgia from being so-so to being steady in a way that Tennessee just hasn't had lately.
1: Well, I don't know. For Tennessee to get back to where they were, I, it's going to be difficult. I mean, Kirby's what, 43?
0: Something like that. If, yeah.
1: if Kirby's pulling, you know, you're Five-star kids from Knoxville, Tennessee, Shit. <laughs> and he's only 43? You have something to worry about for your future.
0: But someone I don't know. Someone will come in and change the league again. I don't, I don't know who that person is. I, I'll say this about Kirby in my view, at least. He is the best recruiting person in college football, period. He's better than Nick Saban. He's built a machine right next door to Alabama that's just as good, if not better, than Alabama at recruiting. And you know that's just what it is, and we're we're yeah, it, we're still seeing this thing in its infancy frankly
1: uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Alabama and Clemson before they got into the before they became these recruiting monsters themselves, they had to win a lot. Kirby did it kind of without winning at first, I oh, mean yeah. he brought in a stellar class after going. Eight and five that first year, and that and was it. Was not a pretty eight and five. I don't no. think.
0: No, they didn't and, score. I
1: mean, yeah, and, and I mean, they bought in a hell of a class that year. I mean, it, it was insane. Like I don't know how he convinced kids of that, but I mean, yeah. It, it, imagine if Georgia does get winning. Imagine the kind of recruiting they can do then. Winning championships. Well, no I mean, they're not say.
0: exactly. Yeah, they're not exactly losing. It, it, it just. I mean, the the secret for success is different at different places. You can't do what uh, you can't do what Clemson's doing at Georgia. It, it wouldn't work, I don't, I don't think. I mean, I think we've seen that, which was the Mark Rick time. Uh, you know, Clemson, Clemson. I mean, Clemson doing what Alabama and Georgia do. I mean, it would work even better in the ACC, but it wouldn't be what they are. And, and different places succeed in different ways. If I were Florida State. Uh, Tennessee, I would be seriously concerned. I mean, you know, Texas went ten years without doing anything in the national level. We're looking at Tennessee is coming on. They're they're coming on twenty years of not playing in a big bowl game. They they're you're talking about twenty one years since they won the conference. It's it's that I mean Texas has always had kids. Tennessee doesn't. Florida State, Florida State's just made a bad hire, they need to move on, and they, they they should have moved on last year, they need to move on as fast as they can, but both those schools are in perilous situations uh, for different reasons, I think, but but lack of leadership is a lot of it. Yeah, uh,
1: and I don't know, I, I see what you mean in the, in the sense that when you realize you've made a mistake, you got to move on, yeah. but it's just the money, the money of it, and you You want to keep giving him a chance uh, specifically Willie Taggart at florida state why i mean you because you, you you want to believe you want to believe that he can turn things around because it, it can be difficult to turn things around within a year or a year and a half, two years it, Some programs need three years fully to get you know things rolling in the right direction, but I don't know,
0: but there it's should not
1: uh, look like it's going right at all there
0: there should be signs pretty quick I mean. Yeah, uh,
1: and there I agree and there are
0: When you I look at they. just just look at the last few Georgia coaches there's only been three since 1996 In Jim Donnan's first year they upset Auburn on the road that was a huge win They had some bad losses but that was a huge win In 19 in 2001 Mark Rick goes to Knoxville knocks off Tennessee huge win For Kirby number 8 Auburn comes to comes to Athens they beat them 13 to 6 It was there's or thirteen to seven. I can't remember. It that it was. It's a. You should see the signs quickly. It doesn't mean you cement it quickly. It just you should see the signs. And what I would ask you, and this we don't have to talk about this much longer. But what is the sign at Florida State that things are going well? What is the sign at Tennessee that things are going well? And please do not say recruiting. Because Tennessee is far behind their main two rivals, Georgia and Alabama. Yeah,
1: I don't know, and and that hurts them too. That they got to play Georgia and Alabama yearly.
0: Well, no one. I mean, that wasn't such a problem for them in the nineteen nineties.
1: No, but right now it's an issue, and that's. I mean, so however long those teams, those two teams are good, Tennessee's
0: in trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know how... We've gotten off on a huge Tennessee tangent. <laughs> well, I mean, people... I even, I but people, Dylan, they watch, and they see, you know, how is BYU winning the week after Georgia State? You know, does Jeremy Pruitt have control over that situation up there? It looks like... I don't know if this is this is accurate. I'm just reading on the message board. It looks like USC has fired Lynn Swan. I mean, and Lynn... I mean, USC only... I mean, they're 2-0. and Um... I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's. There are some. There are some serious. Uh, well, he resigned. Okay. I don't know why that is. What's going on? You know there, but these are these are programs that should be pretty good. These are programs that for about a seven year period there, from 1998 to 2005 won a slew of national championships and played for a slew of national championships. And right now, they're just total disasters. U.S. Well, USC is not so much a flaming uh, garbage dump as, as the other two, but they're not what they used to be, that's for sure. They had a big one over Stanford this past weekend, I'll say that. I watched that game. They beat them pretty solidly, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, people can't be good forever. Um, they're definitely, uh, there's always going to be you know, spurts of time, decades even, you know, a decade or two, as yeah. Tennessee's case now, that it's just not going to go right. And you just got to almost wait it out at times and just keep trying to make these hires. But,
0: I well, know, the, the 1990s were not great for Texas, Oklahoma, and Georgia. And, you know, it's starting to look like the 2010s are not going to be so hot for USC, Tennessee, and Florida State. And Florida State won a national championship this decade. And they're about to The
1: far. 2010s are all right, but the 2020s, like.
0: Well, we can't know. I mean, Tennessee for sure and Florida State. I think for Florida State for sure and USC. They will have an easier time turning around than, than Tennessee. But. Well, because they just. They the recruiting, I don't know. Well, for, for Florida State, it's the path. Their path only involves beating Clemson. Now, that's, a, that's a lot they, easier. And
1: they're in
0: the state of Florida. it Bingo. There's, there's just not that many people in Tennessee, and that means there's not that many prospects. Now, it's a growing state in a way because of Nashville, but, I mean... But t- Tennessee's got to lock those kids down first. I, got some, I mean, Dave Mays Yeah, you can't lose that guy. He's been valuable for Georgia, man. Incredibly.
1: And, I mean, Tennessee would kill to have
0: him right now. No doubt. And they,
1: if they had him, they'd have, they might have a decent starting offensive the line. They'd have maybe even a good one.
0: Uh, he, he, one guy doesn't solve your problem ever in any in any one situation, although Cade Mays would be a good start that's for sure All right thanks for listening to the uh the writing thanks for listening to Riding home here on dog posts go over uh to the website dogpost.com We'll see you over there.